Full 10 Yards Podcast. That silence is the calm before the storm. The NFL is here. So get ready, because we're about to have 17 weeks of regular season action rammed down our throats. And I'm here for every bit of it. Welcome in everyone, this is the full 10 yards where of course every yard counts now that the regular season is here. We've made it through the cold winter of the off-season despite Zeke Elliott, Melvin Gordon and Antonio Brown trying to make it go just that little bit quicker. My co-host today has already had his Christmas day with the college season starting and that of course is our college five-star recruit Lee Wakefield. Lee, it's been a while since we did a pod together, how the devil are you? Yeah, man, I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm really good. Uh, we just saying just before we came on, didn't we? That it's been a bit, a bit of a, it's long a while, isn't it? Yeah, time since that we uh, we sort of got on together. So now I'm really excited for this one. I'm really good actually. Yeah, like you say, kind of feeling like I'm already in the swing of things because mm. college football is a couple of weeks old already. Yeah, uh, so yeah, no, ready to get into the NFL, and it'll feel like it's never been away. Yeah, me, me and you, Rob, and, and all the rest of us have kind of gone off on our, odds, our own uh, side projects. I mean, thankfully, it's been uh, it's been more fruitful than the uh, Spice Girls. Uh, solo careers <laughs> <laughs> yeah which which my school would we be that's the yeah. question uh i oh, i don't know actually because i'm i'm usually we'll make an article out of it. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if if the full 10 yard staff were spice girls which one you, which one would you want to be that's the question that's it i don't know <laughs> yeah it doesn't doesn't really yeah it doesn't really bear worth uh, thinking about does it anyway um really. yeah but yeah we are back everyone we've made it off season is finished and nfl season is just a day away or if you're listening to this on a thursday it's already here, so congratulations on that. Today's podcast is just going to have a bit of everything you need to get up to speed, a bit of pre-season roundup, kind of a bit of news notes and everything from training camp and all the off-season notes, like I said a bit earlier on in the intro. Uh, some poll projections from myself and Lee. Unfortunately, Rob is not with us today, not feeling too well, so don't. from a fantasy perspective, uh, there's no podcast this week for that one, but there will be uh, Start Seat Articles DFS stuff, so keep your eyes peeled on the over over on uh, full ten webs full ten yards dot com website. So go and check those out a bit later on in the week. Um, we will have a little look look ahead two week one games. Talk about some big storylines heading into the first game week. But just before we do that, uh, just kind of a bit of housekeeping because it's been a bit, probably been a little bit of a while since I've spoken to anyone in the the podcasting world or all you lovely listeners out there. So uh, coming out on Thursday, we have the first instalment of a weekly feature called the Full Ten Look Ahead. Where, which will be live, I say, on Thursday. I think Thursday morning I've put, I put it out, uh, scheduled for. But yeah, 10 things that we are all looking forward to here at the full 10 yards for the game week. And there will obviously be, uh, once the games have been played, there will be a full 10 takeaways uh, article as well of similar ilk. So I hope you enjoy that one. That's a really nice little article I put together Great as well. Um, so yeah, go and check that out. Give us some feedback on that because it's uh, yeah quite enjoyed doing that. Thank you to all the writers there that helped compile that one. Uh, shout out to Lawrence. Shout out to Chris and Sean. Uh, don't forget to set your Pick'em League selections. Obviously, you can win a, a, a podcast T-shirt, a, a space on the podcast's 2020 Listener League and an NFL scarf of choice. Head over to our Twitter at Full10Yards to go and find the pig, Pigskin Pick'em link on there. Uh, it's over on ESPN. So I think we've got about 30 people joined on that one at the moment. So yeah, plenty of chance. I checked that last week as well, so probably double that, to be quite honest. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we obviously last week did a Best Bets podcast as well, me and Adam, and um, they're, they're on the website as well under betting, under the betting 
branch and also posted last night uh, the full 10 yards staff predictions so if you want to know what we all think here at the full 10 yards it's been quite a popular article that actually that one so yeah go and check that out as well that's up the top of the blog uh, we're also going to be starting um, breaking news. Going to be starting a, a massive uh, kind of journey project, if you like, on the and obviously everyone knows right now it's the NFL 100th season. So what we're doing is we're going to get every, everyone's thoughts uh, within 14 yards and out there in the podcasting industry and NFL industry uh, as well to to, to get uh, some insight into people's favourite memories of the NFL. We're going to be doing a hundred straight days of articles on that. So hopefully we can we don't break break the chain at any point. But yeah, if if anyone out there actually wants to submit something something around about 500 words where you know you talk about your favorite memories of the nfl celebrating its 100th year get in touch with us at full10yards.com uh, on the contact form or on twitter at full10yards dm us as well if you're interested in that but that will be starting on sunday a couple of people a couple of those uh, five, i think it's about five or so already in the bank for that so yeah loads of different faces uh, and names going to be giving us their favorite memories of the nfl and then finally finally ladies and gentlemen i do promise there is a t-shirt giveaway uh, which will end this sunday we'll be giving those out we have five shirts uh, from sainsbury's two collection which i i, I quite quite like, actually like all of those shame they don't do a dallas one but yeah uh, again that's the pinned tweet at the moment so go and give that a retweet, go and give us a follow and tag our friend as well. And Lee, obviously, just a quick plug on your Texas A&M jersey, Von Miller, over on the college, uh, F10, um, full 10 yards at CFB on the Twitter. Still chances to get involved with that as well. All you have to do is follow that account. So, you know, that's the easiest thing you can do these days on Twitter is just go and follow account and, 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 and retweet the tweet. So, um, yeah, and talking about pin tweets, Lee, uh, you, have you gotten over the Chargers Powder Blue uh, defeat for the uni bracket? <laughs> I wondered how long this would take right. for this to be brought up. Obviously, I was a big campaigner throughout the uh, throughout the, the whole the whole competition <laughs> for the Chargers Powder Blue to win this. What was it, the other one? The, the Miami jersey, wasn't it? You you messaged me with about a day to go. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers will get their ass kicked. To be fair, yeah, yeah. I think it was about twenty four to seventy six percent. And uh, wow, if you tweet, you know, work my magic. And, uh, you know, Chargers came through, but I couldn't defeat the Houday Nation, Houday. unfortunately, um, for the final. But, yeah, no, I'm more than happy with that. I, I quite like the Bengals uniform, to be fair. Mm. That colour rush so, jersey so, with the, the Tiger Stripes. Uh, yeah, yeah surprise, so. surprising winner, though. Yeah, yeah, not 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 sort of one that you'd think of straight away, but, no, it's, uh, it's a good uniform. So, yeah. no, not, a, not one that I'm going to sort right. of um, quibble over too much. And I'm, I guess the Bengals are going to win something at least this year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely indeed. Um, yeah, I say for, for over over three months and nearly four months that that whole thing took from start to finish, and uh, <laughs> thank God that thank God that's over. Um, there we go. Yeah, it became, it became a bit of a chore in the Yeah, we got through the first round, and then it was a bit like. Uh, yeah, we've got to do this again. Absolutely, yeah. Golfed us a little bit, didn't it? But what else golfed us, obviously, was all the news that we need to now get through and digest from the pre-season. Um, yeah, so Zeke, obviously the big one, uh, signed mm. a contract, or was confirmed today, signed a contract, six years, 90 million, uh, on top of his two-year, eight million left on his rookie deal, giving it an eight-year, uh, was it 98 million or 100 and whatever million uh, that is. But um, yeah, the biggest saga of the, of the Summer League uh, finally come to an end. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, both myself and yourself have been front and centre with this one for our, our team's running back, sort of at the, the centre of holdouts. And we've got the kind of, we've got the result we've expected, I guess, with Zeke. We'd never expected him to hold out. Yeah, well, when's the season? I think well, I asked you a few months ago whether you expected this to get done, and you did, and it has done. And, you know, Zeke's got big money. But, you know, it's as a, what becomes an eight year deal now, you've got Zeke now, obviously, through 
from being 24 to age 31. So it's happy days for Dallas, I guess. Mm. Yeah, so it, it, it brings up an interesting point because yeah, a couple of deals have been done whilst Ezekiel Elliott has been holding out. Obviously, Jalen Smith, uh, Lyle Collins also um, mm. recently signing deals as well. So you, you have to wonder, and we did put a poll out on uh, Twitter, you know, is, is one of the big three left to do uh, in terms of contracts to be signed in, in Byron Jones, Dak Prescott uh, and Amari Cooper? Um, do, do we think that any of those miss out next year? And if so, who, who do we reckon? Well, I think we, we both spoke about this, didn't we, earlier on today? And yeah. I think we both agreed on that it'll probably be Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you've got Dak. Dak's a quarterback. Although he, I don't know, if you kind of rank these players in, in order of how sort of good they are, just a basic thing, I think you'd put Dak maybe at the bottom. Maybe you'd disagree with me on that as a Dallas fan. <laughs> but obviously, as, as the quarterback, as the as the quarterback, obviously the most valuable player on the team. And uh, you've got to kind of look after him. Dax proves to be like a serviceable player at, at the very, very least, and probably beyond that, to be honest with you, if I'm being a bit unfair. And then Byron Jones, obviously, you look at the rest of the, the cornerbacks and the, the secondary in Dallas, and Byron Jones is by far the most versatile, the most skillful. And, you know, cornerback, a lockdown corner is probably in the top four or five positions that you want to get on a, a franchise. Mm. And you've got that in Byron Jones, and then that leaves Amari Cooper, who, you know, wide receivers a little bit like running backs, not to the same degree, but you can kind of replace them and you can get them fairly cheaply in the draft. You know, we see, we see mid round wide receivers do very, very well yeah. quite often. So that would probably leave Mario Cooper on the outside looking in, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Considering the wide receiver class, you know, class is generally our bigger pools of players to choose from. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't usually have to do anything too drastic to move up and go and get a guy. Someone will always, you know, like look at Michael Gallup. You know, if you look at last season or the, sorry, the season before, I don't know. So it started last season, wasn't it? Where everyone is expecting everyone, uh, you know, Dallas to take DJ Moore, Kevin Ridley in the first round, took mm-hmm. Leighton Van Der Esch and took Michael Gallup in the third round. I think it was. And you say we didn't, for how bad our wide receiving call was at that point and going from, going wide receiver by committee to then you know it just shows you you don't have to go and get one in the first round there's plenty of people that drop uh, a bit further down so I do think Amari Cooper might be the odd one out but we should see obviously um, he's dealing with a foot, foot injury I think he should be okay for week one but I do think he could be the could be the odd one out to say because Dak um, is the quarterback I think uh, Dallas love him and he's the guy that want, is going to take his team forward I say they, they believe in him as a leader uh, and all the rest of it as well obviously Zeke being in the backfield helps uh, and say Byron Jones as well yeah set an NFL combine records and, and all the rest of it. Um, he's, he's a decent decent guy uh, on that Dallas defense, and I, I don't think they want to lose him. And let's, let's face it as well, he'll be the cheaper of the three. So that you know, if you're the cheaper of the three, you're always like more likely to uh, to get done as well. So um, yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, we shall see how that ends up. But uh, someone that where he's going to prolong into the season, Melvin Gordon uh, Lee, obviously one of your guys over there in Chargers land. Andy Lee, Anthony Lynn says he's done talking about it, and negotiations have been postponed till next season. The Chargers losing a bit. Steam over the last couple of weeks and months, Lee, uh, with um, Derwin James obviously going down, not coming, going to be back any any time soon. But I suppose on the on the plus side, they were able to. to Joey Bosa had the same a similar situation last year, didn't he? And the the Chargers were able to to go over that. But I think it's more about Derwin James's versatility that might hurt uh, the Chargers. But let's talk about Melvin Gordon first. What, what how do you reckon mm-hmm. this all plays out? Because um, obviously, a bit of news uh, today came out that Harry Roseman <laughs> tried to offer a, uh, was it Jordan Howard in a third round pick or something stupid? Uh, you know, if you don't if you don't buy a ticket, you can't win the raffle. But uh, yeah, what, how do you how do you see the Melvin Gordon stuff playing out at this point? Because you've had you've had a thought on it before. Have you changed your mind at all? I mean, first and foremost, let me just address the Eagles thing. I mean, Eagles are always looking to do a deal and fair play to them. You know, they wheel and deal and they do very well for it. 
So, uh, yeah, I think the Chargers put out that they want a first and a fifth round pick as, as trade value, which I don't think they'll get. I don't think he's worth anything like that, especially with the fact that the, the, the team that's going to sort of acquire him will have to then pay him you know, upwards of $10 million per season, which is what the Chargers have reportedly offered. Mm. So I think you know the trade value at the moment, I think, would be a third round pick plus something else because a third round pick is what the Chargers would get in a compensatory pick right. um, if just like Melvin Gordon leave at the end of the year. So I think it'd be a third round pick plus something else just to compensate the Chargers for losing him. Whereas at the moment, and this brings me on to where I'm sort of stood with the whole situation, is I believe that Melvin Gordon will not get traded I believe he'll sort of report for week 10, which is the first week he has to be back to accrue a season, which means the Chargers then can't sort of give him his fifth-year option again, so to speak, where his fifth-year option becomes valid because he's played enough games and that's the first time he'll come back. And I think that's when we'll see him. I don't think we'll see Marvin Gordon before week 10 in a Chargers jersey. Mm. The only time I think we'll see him this season in the NFL is if someone offers above a third-round pick and something else for Melvin Gordon. He goes somewhere else and plays his ball. Uh, I, I've kind of I've never believed that Melvin Gordon will sign. I've never believed that either side do anything wrong either. I think the Chargers are offering a kind of a fair deal. They're offering something around $11, 10000000 million per year. Melvin wants a little bit more, which you can understand. Running backs, obviously, we know have a short career. The Chargers have got to look after themselves, though, and they've, they've got plenty of people that are coming up to getting paid. Philip Rivers, for example, he's in the last year of his deal on the horizon. We've got people who are really important, maybe not as important as or as good, maybe, as Melvin Gordon, but Desmond King, Helton Henry, Joey Bose is on the horizon, and we know all these guys are going to cost money. And obviously, like I said, Philip Rivers obviously is the, the, the most important player to, to get signed up again. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you have to. Someone has to miss out. As we've just been discussing with the, the, the Cowboys, with Byron Jones, Deck, and Cooper. People, people. Not everyone can get signed unless everyone's you know really sharing the love and taking sort of below market rate for what they what they want. So, yeah, I don't expect Melvin Gunn to set up anytime soon. And I think if he does stay at the Chargers, if no one offers you know what they want and no one even enters negotiations or making silly offers like the Eagles were, mm-hmm. I expect to see him week ten, mm-hmm. which I believe is Oakland. So, yeah, that's when I expect to see him. And that's kind of been the way I've been feeling the whole time, to be fair. Mm. Oakland, a very good uh, very good segue, because we're going to be talking about staying in the AFC West in Oakland. Uh, Antonio <laughs> Brown continuing to be Antonio Brown of the towards the back end of last season uh, over in Oakland, both uh, on Hard Knocks and on social media as well. But, yeah, continuing to be the Antonio Brown we all know and love. Uh, posted on social media recently about his fines for missing practice. Uh, like I say, continuation on last year's antics. Uh, any chance, Lee, that he's getting cold feet playing for the Raiders? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, well, I've got. A, I mean, I've got a couple of things on this. So, first and foremost, I think the Raiders aren't doing themselves any favors whatsoever by finding Antonio Brown. You know, given his personality and given the circumstances which he came over. I don't think they're doing themselves any favours in actually finding him from his in practice because, you know, as we saw in Hard Knocks, by all accounts, they were quite supportive over the injury and the helmet issue. There was no sort of friction, although, you know, as we've seen with with other things on, on Hard Knocks uh, in the past and on this season, um, what you see on TV can kind of be deceiving. So I'm kind of, yeah, I don't think they've raised themselves a great deal of favours. And on the other side of it, obviously, you've got Antonio Brown and I actually think that... Antonio Brown wants to play for a contender course because he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I reckon there's a, there's a chance, and this might be sort of leading into my bold predictions a little bit earlier, but I think there's a chance that Antonio Brown might retire uh, 
during a season, maybe not this season, but maybe next, that it, you know, whilst playing for the Raiders, just mid-season, just at the drop of a hat because he's not playing for a contender and he's kind of lost interest a little bit. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Potentially, say Vegas might keep him interested when they move over over there. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But then again, Vegas might make him retire even quicker. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's in the, the playground and all that. Yeah. Yeah, but one thing is for sure, he'll let us know on continually on social media, and he'll be in and out in, in the news more than Brexit. A um, couple other bits to get through. Um, Trent Williams still holding out; doesn't seem to be a trade in the offing. Obviously, not happy with all the things going over there in the the capital of the US of A. Um, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on Trent Williams, Leo. I think he's holding out for 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 you know sound reasoning for for his personal health and all the rest of it. And that that's the that's the main thing. That's to be the main priority, which you know that's mm. what he's looking after. But doesn't seem to be anyone wanting to trade for him. And you know, sounds from the from the Redskins that it's not really any. It's between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, he is, and you know, he by the sounds of things, he's just kind of done with playing for the Redskins and done with playing on FedEx field because like you say for his health and, and whatnot but I, I kind of find it a bit bit odd that no one's kind of coming in for him maybe the Redskins are after a bit too much because yeah. my friend let me tell you there's a lot of bad offensive lines in the NFL and Trent Williams is one of the best left tackles in the league yeah. um, I can say this as, as a fan of a team with a bad offensive line so I wouldn't mind seeing Trent Williams come over mm. uh, to the Chargers but no I'm, I'm I don't know where the impasse is coming from I think it's maybe the Redskins are maybe charging a little bit too much uh, maybe there will be a little bit of movement because I don't know what his contract situation is um, if he's in the last year of his deal maybe the Redskins will want to cash in for you know what, 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 what will be a bargain but you know, they'll rather get something back rather than nothing. Mm. Yeah, talking of offensive linemen, a couple of trade blockbuster trades <laughs> over the weekend. Mm. Uh, whilst I literally these were all happening whilst my uh, my home league draft was going on, drafted a good team. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for asking. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, Texans at the at the forefront, centre stage for pretty much all of them. <coughs> Um, yeah, the Dolphins. Dolphin was it? Is he a left tackle? Tunsil? I can't remember if he, if he, if yeah. he is a left tackle. Yeah. yeah, he is. Um, yeah, Larry Tunsil to the Texans for the. Yeah, for the cost of their foreseeable future, to be quite honest, because they've given up what a couple of first rounders in the second round to for, for him. But there's no doubt in uh, Tunsil's talent. Yeah, Byron Tunsil's a really good tackle. Um, obviously, in the draft that he came out, I can't remember which one that was. Maybe 2016. Um, he was scheduled to go number one overall until this sort of uh, gas mask uh, video came out. Obviously, went to the Dolphins at 20th overall, um, and he's played. Reasonably well, you know, not not fantastic, but you know he's one of the better left tackles at, at, at sort of a younger age, and uh, yeah, the Texans kind of I think what it was was obviously there was rumours with JV and Clowney wanting to go to well not wanting to go to Miami because it then obviously tanking he wants to play for a better team, but the Texans kind of sort of did that deal with Seattle, but then I don't know maybe they kind of thought we can't not get Larry Tunsil now we've kind of we kind of made such a move for him that we kind of have to do it. And the Dolphins saw them come in and yeah. demanded a too high price and Texans sort of played it completely wrong. And, you know, <laughs> they don't have a GM right now. So maybe, maybe this is why mm. Bill O'Brien's kind of just like, well, yeah, just you take what you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need this guy because we've, we've kind of made the public effort to sort of get him and we'll sort of yeah. end up with egg on our face if we don't get him. And obviously we're, we're crying out for offensive linemen. But I think, you know, I said, um, in our group chat last week, you know, if only the Texans had a first line, a uh, first round uh, draft pick on offensive linemen, they, you know, and we know that they selected Titus Howard and they got gazumped for Andrew Dillard, but they didn't need to select 
a project at, at, at tackle yeah. and they could have just avoided all this by selecting one of the better tackles on on show and on the you know on the board uh they've kind of mortgaged their future now and it's it's just really telling that they like i say just don't have a gm don't have anyone steering the ship from a front office point of view but yeah, it was fine though because according to Bill O'Brien, it was all part of the plan, uh, which is which is mental. What, to, to get daylight robbery? Yeah, exactly. I don't believe yeah. that for one second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just as well, Kenny Steele's wide receiver coming over from Miami as well as part of part of the deal. Where and then so yeah, those those guys are in. One guy that is going out, Jadavu uh, and Cloudy, uh, to the Seattle Seahawks for what I can only describe as two Madden creative players. Yeah, there's there's not a lot. I mean, we were kind of watching on social, or I was at least watching on social media when I kind of saw that Kalani was potentially on his way to Seattle and we were kind of looking at, I mean, Seattle are one of these teams that have a bad offensive line, don't get me wrong, but we were kind of expecting for it to be for an offensive lineman and maybe maybe something else. And then when you see that it's two linebackers, and like you say, two, I mean, Bacchivius Mingo was the sixth overall pick, but many moons ago and he's not been good since, mm-hmm. and you kind of think, why do you need linebackers? And it's kind of amusing. And Seattle have just pulled the pants down and the Texans are just in a tailspin at the moment. And it's only the fact that the whole of the AFC South is kind of in a bit of a tailspin that is kind of keeping the head above water. But I don't know what's going on with the Texans at the moment. They just need to they just need to hire a GM, give Bill O'Brien the coaching reins back and just say, you just concentrate on doing this and we'll look after the front office because you are not doing a good job right now. No, I don't. I can't see him. He's oh, it's just it's just crazy, isn't it? Uh, just another uh, the cherry on top as well. Carlos Hyde uh, goes over to the Texans uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs, who was replaced by Lashawn McCoy as well. So uh, mm-hmm. a bit of a bit of carousel there, a bit of a merry-go-round in terms of trades. But yeah, that all happened on a on a whirlwind of a weekend. Um, and then finally, uh, we have, haven't really spoken about it on this podcast, but Andrew Luck retiring uh, from the Colts in what was a shock uh, shock announcement. Uh, to, to the point where the Colts were booing uh, Andrew Luck off the field, which is disgraceful. But I can understand that you know, some of them might have actually been booing the the, you know, the coaching staff and the fact they've been lying through their teeth. But yeah, uh, all the same, Lee, um, one of the most, one of the most insane things to happen in the NFL in recent memory. Well, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of insane things happening in recent memory. But yeah, this was kind of really sad. You know, I woke up on the morning, Andrew Luck had retired. And the worst thing about it for me is that he didn't get to announce it in the way that he wanted. Yeah, it came out, and he was he had to do the press conference before the game because it got leaked, which is a real shame because Andrew looks obviously been a very dignified player, dignified person, and you'd like it to be done on his terms. And uh, it wasn't able to be done that way, unfortunately. But you know, he's made by the sounds of things, he's made the the, the decision for the right reasons. Obviously, for his health going to be way more important than any sort of playing career or any sort of amount of money that's going to happen, you know, and be given to him by, by playing in the NFL any further. But it's, it's sad to lose such a talented player at the age of 29 and, um, yeah, and kind of not sort of have the prospects of him playing in the league anymore. Because obviously we, we obviously, you know, you kind of famously wrote that article last year. I did, yeah. I tried to, I tried to, I tried to get that one out of the old archives. I couldn't find it. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's played, he played quite well last year. And it's kind of a, a question of what would have been now uh, for Andrew Luck. Um, and yeah, you know, wishing the best, but I kind of wish, I kind of wish that the, the Colts fans reacted a little bit better. Like you say, maybe the booze weren't all sort of directed towards him, maybe it was towards the the, the, the staff there in Indianapolis. Um, but yeah, no, I wish it happened in a kind of nicer way. But then again, on the bright side, I don't, we don't have to play him uh, in, in week one on Sunday. Hmm. And we get to play Chicago Brissett instead. 
Mm. Yeah, absolutely. They say the ripple, the ripple effect of that. Jacoby Brissett now has a, a massive opportunity uh, to surprise mm, everyone. Uh, yeah, to surprise everyone, maybe except for Thomas Robery, one of our staff who uh, had he, had his poll prediction uh, as part of the poll prediction article that he's going to go to the Pro Bowl. Uh, I like it, like it a lot. Um, I think Jacoby Brissett will be seen in a lot better light considering the, the, the status and the state of the O line and, and the coaching staff there compared to signing pretty much this time two seasons ago. You know, one week before the season mm. started. But yeah, Brian mm. Hoyer, Brian Hoyer comes over from New England uh, as backup and that's pretty much all she wrote from the NFL offseason I don't think I've missed uh, too many other big things but uh, yeah that's kind of your roundup. Um, so without, without any further ado we might as well um, look ahead to week one uh, Lee what, what we will just say, obviously, the Chargers versus Indianapolis was um, prior to all the stuff that happened in the offseason, one of the more mouth-watering tussles in week one, but uh, maybe not so much now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of lost its shine, hasn't it, with Joe and James going down injured, Andrew Luck retiring, Melvin, Melvin Gordon scenario. Because yeah. uh, it was, you know, once the fixtures got announced, once the schedule came out, it was definitely one to circle on the calendar, but maybe maybe not so much now, but I'm still looking forward to it, still looking forward to mine and Rob's grudge match mm, yeah. <laughs> coming up on Sunday right. uh, and it still should be a bit of a tone setter I'm still expecting both teams to be pretty good yep. uh, for the whole season really no, I agree. No, it should be. It's, a, it's an important. It's not lost its, in, its importance uh, of what it means to the a, a potential AFC wildcard uh, chase or maybe like mm. you know, respective divisions. Still a massive, massive game. So, um, yeah, yeah, sure. We, we shall see how it goes. But everything NFL season at 100 kicks off on Thursday night, Friday morning. Thursday night football is one of the most heated and um, fiercest rivalries of the NFL and say it's one of the first times in probably about a decade, 15, 20 years uh, in which the, the opener is not contested by the Super Bowl champions there on Sunday Night Football. But yeah, Thursday Night Football is Packers at Bears, Soldier Field. Um, you say this this rivalry doesn't need much talking about. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers uh, starts his, his FU tour, I suppose, in, uh, in in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, that's it. And obviously, we'll come on to my bold prediction, which does include Aaron Rodgers in a moment. But yeah, no, we're really looking forward to this game. Obviously, everyone is. Like you say, it's the, the season opener, one that everyone's been waiting many, many months for. And it doesn't need many introductions, does it? I think both these teams are going into the season quite fancied. I think the Bears are a bit over-fancied, for my money. Uh, obviously, last year, we, we rewind the podcast to last year, yeah. uh, end of last, year, last season, I was a big advocate of the Bears, and I still am to a degree. But I do think they've been really overhyped a little bit, um, especially with Mitch Trubisky being kind of up there in the MVP odds as well, which I, can, I kind of think is a bit, well, very, very rich. Indeed, uh, but no, it's going to be a nice curtain raiser, uh, a really good game, a historic game as well. Obviously, that's the reason why they put it there on the the kickoff of the NFL 100. Right, absolutely, uh, should be should be a good game if you're all staying up for it. I'm sure there'll be many of you out there that will, especially uh, Claire De Bear. Shout out to you, obviously big Bears fan. You will, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. I, I, I spoke to her a bit earlier today. She's uh, defrosting Chicago hot dogs as we speak. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hope you enjoy the game. It's Chicago pizza, shouldn't it? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I have no idea. Um, let's move on to the Sunday Slater games and quite a few good uh, tasty openers uh, to get our teeth into. The Sky Games are Titans at Browns. What a surprise. Uh, and unfortunately, I've got to deal with the blackout on Game Pass with Giants at Cowboys, the 925 game. So that's a bit annoying. But I'm a shout out to the NFL Scotland podcast as well. We, I'm going down to the Golf Tavern uh, on Sunday. Anyone in the Scotland area, get your tickets, come down, come say hello to us and the guys at NFL Scotland as well, Cameron and Paul. Uh, and all the rest of them there should be a good night. But yeah, I'm going to be uh, down there watching some 
some of the games and say Titans and Browns will be on the on the screens but say obviously Red Zone is where most people go to these days so you're going to see Rams at Panthers which is actually a really tasty game I say I really fancy the Panthers this season so I'm not I'm not going to call an upset but I certainly think Panthers will give the Rams a scare especially if the Rams uh, have a bit of a Super Bowl hangover um, what other ones? Let's pick out some others. The Colts and Chargers, uh, which we spoke about. Sunday night football. Steelers and Patriots, yeah, Steelers Patriots. Sunday night football uh, will be will be a good one. Um, say Patriots looking to do what they normally do against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Although Patriots last season in the regular season didn't uh, weren't too hot, were they? Uh, any other? Any? Have you got the fixtures in front of you there, Lee? Anything you fancy? I do. I do, yeah. No, I, I, I just want to circle back before you. I sort of go on and circle back to the Panthers and Rams. I was looking at the betting lines, um, and the the Rams are only three point favourites, mm. um, which I found, I found quite short to be fair. So that should be a really good game. I think the Panthers are going to be a little bit improved. I think their D line especially is improved, and their defence should be pretty good. So they can can kind of turn it on. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting a little bit of regression from the Rams as well. So that should be a yeah, that should be a tasty one. Mm. But yeah, um, no, but Saints no. versus Texans. If they uh, yeah. if they can both sort of uh, play to their potential, I think is a really good game. Mm. Yeah, that's the that's the Texans. There's two two Monday night games: Texans at Saints, uh, Broncos at Raiders as well. Broncos and Raiders mm. usually, usually play it on the Monday night game. But yeah, a couple of other games I just want to pick out: uh, Bills at Jets could be an interesting one again, maybe for for a wild card. Um, kind of angle but let's not forget you've got two QBs here going into their second year Sam Darnold has looked excellent in pre-season uh, in, in pre-season games and, and training camp and all this so I'm really expecting him to to light it up this season in the NFL and Josh Allen again you know he's now got weapons around him um, seems to have a, a, a better offensive line so he can he can do what mm-hmm. he kind of needs to do so that that would be an interesting game to, to just to see kind of how far both of those teams have gone and obviously a barometer against themselves uh, in the same division should be should be a good one as well of course, Le'Veon Bell um, dotting the Jets jersey for the first time. The other game I want to point mm. out is there anything on Bills Jets you want to talk about? No, 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 I was just I was just nodding along to what you said. To be fair, yeah. I think they're both teams of equal standing, obviously in the same division, uh, division rivals. That that yeah should be sort of a good barometer, like you say, of where they stand. Where they stand. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. there's just one more that I wanted to mention, but I, I thought that you might mention it, so you yeah. go ahead. Uh, was it the Falcons Vikings? It was, yeah, it was, it was yes. the Vikings who were facing off against the next Super Bowl champions, the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah, quite a couple, of, a couple of a couple of us over here at Full Ten Yards did put Falcons as uh, dark horses or at least Super Bowl uh, winners <coughs> in their predictions. So yeah, again, go and check those out. So you can either have a laugh on or just save them for freezing cold takes <laughs> later on in the season. Uh, but yeah, Vikings at home in this yeah. one. I fancy Vikings for the North. Uh, I fancy you know, Falcons aren't going to be too far away in the South either. But yeah, this should be this should be a tasty one. But I think the Vikings probably have a bit too much home midfield advantage first up uh, for the Falcons but should be a fascinating game and again who can't you wouldn't put it past it being a, a wild card tiebreaker uh, come week 17 so uh, lots mm. to play lots to play for in that one yeah definitely I think it's with the Browns Titans being the blackout game on Sky I think that'll be my early watch before I sort of enter the season with the Chargers versus Colts mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyone playing out there, out there in last last man standing or survivor picks? You've got Eagles at, uh, hosting the Redskins. Uh, you've got the Seahawks hosting the Bengals. Uh, they're, they're two probably pretty safe bets if you want to go for one of those two straight out of the bat. Another, another game, a sneaky game that I think everyone else will enjoy, especially on red zone. They'll probably go to it quite a lot. I think is the Lions and the Cardinals. Uh, not obviously on, on paper, not the most uh, exciting of games, but you do have obviously the new offense, the air raid from Cliff Kingsbury and mm. Kyler 
Kyler Murray. But considering how bad the you know, defenses are for the Cardinals, Patrick Peterson is out uh, and Robert Alford is out as well. Uh, and the Lions on the Lions side, they're dealing with a couple of injuries as well. Could be a lot of points in this one. You know, bold bold prediction for this week as well. I, th- I think that that would be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Yeah, man, take the take the over in that one. Mm, I am quite glad I've got Kenny Galladay in my fantasy yeah, yeah. team for week one because, like you say, those corners are injured for the uh, well, injured or suspended for the the Cardinals. And yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Like it's definitely one to circle uh, for this uh, this week. Obviously, I'm not going to watch next time we're watching the Chargers, but. I definitely want to have a look at the Cardinals early on in the season. I made like a kind of promise to myself that I would kind of have a look at the air raid and Cliff and Kyler and sort of see how that's coming along. I'm not expecting them to be great, but I'm expecting them to be interesting. I'm expecting them to put up quite a few points, but concede quite a lot of points as well. Mm. So I think, uh, yeah, in the first four weeks, I definitely want to get myself uh, looking at a Cardinals game and uh, sitting down for that one. Mm. Yeah. No, absolutely, but yeah, it's, it should be a, a, a cracking week. One, so make sure you sell your fantasy lineups. You know, regular regular service has resumed, ladies and gentlemen. Best time of the year, week one. It's, we've got all got it all in front of us. Uh, possibilities are endless. Um, so yeah, I suppose with that being said, Lee, should we round out with a couple of you know couple of bold predictions that we we fancy? And you know, not not going to go into them too deeply because you know the the, the podcast will wear on. And I appreciate obviously <laughs> this this time of year. Um, you, you get all of your podcast providers that you listen to, maybe like all your CBS ones and fantasy footballers, uh, and all the rest of it are just it's an absolute tsunami of of uh, podcasts that come people's ways. And say we we put out four or five a week as well. So uh, appreciate obviously time is of the essence. Time is money, Lee. Time is money. Um, Absolutely. So I've, I've got five. How many of you got? I've got three. You got three, so right. So if I, I'll do, I'll start, and you just pivot in between mine. So first one, I think I put on my on my bold prediction, <coughs> which is on the article on the website. Cam Newton, number one overall QB uh, in fantasy football. Uh, I know um, there's quite a lot of Cam, Cam Newton lovers out there, but there's also probably a lot of people that don't probably are probably thinking about the uh, towards the end of the season. Cam Newton from last season. Uh, I just think he has the, obviously has the rushing ability as well, which is the cheat code uh, for fantasy football. So uh, I could quite see easily see him be the number one QB, especially if he returns to anywhere near his uh, M, you know, MVP form as well. So uh, Cam Newton on there, first one, fantasy football, number one QB overall. Lee, what you got first up? Yeah, I'll kind of dovetail off that for a fantasy ball prediction. I sort of said that Cam, sorry, Cam, Carson Wentz would be a top five QB. He's not someone that sort of goes towards the end, sorry, towards the top of drafts. Um, but I think Carson Wentz will have a really good season. I think Philadelphia is going to be one of the best offences in the league this year. They've got a great offensive line. They've got plenty of weapons. They've got a good winning game. They've got a great head coach who calls great plays. And Cass Wentz, by all accounts, is back healthy. So I think it's all the sort of stars are aligning. I think Philadelphia are going to have a great season, which won't be great, won't be, uh, great news for you no. as a Dallas fan. No. But I do think Cass Wentz has got it all, all there for him. I think they're going to be excellent in the red zone, especially uh, with Ocean Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, JJ Arcega-Whiteside, Nelson Aguilar, and all the running backs that they've got. So yeah, Carson Wentz is going to score a lot of points in fantasy for me this year. Mm, Dallas got it as well, yeah. I'm not quite sure top five is really bold. Maybe top three is a bold one, but um, you know, I went Cam Newton one overall. You've gone top five, Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Carson Wentz doesn't have the rushing ability of, of 
of Cam Newton. So yeah, yeah. fair, fair, fair. Okay, uh, next up, still on a fantasy um, viewpoint, Chris Carson, top five at running back this season. Uh, probably caveat that a little bit to say standard scoring. Uh, although I, I do think Chris Carson could get anywhere near 45, 50 receptions this season as well, which um, elevates him. Uh, obviously, we all know running back targets and targets in general are more valuable than rushes. So uh, I just think that the workload's going to be there. Obviously, health is maybe a bit of a niggling, uh, niggling worry as well. But I took um, I, in my home league, I took Chris Carson at two, two oh eight, I think, uh, last weekend. So that just shows you. Um, he's usually going in the That's third. Belief. Yeah, that is belief. Third, third round <laughs> or so. So yeah, I was happy to reach for him there. But yeah, Chris Carson, top five uh, running back in the NFL next season. Okay, uh, yeah, my next one is Aaron Rodgers is going to throw 50 touchdowns this Ooh. year. I think, as you said earlier, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in screwy mode. I think Adam has recently written an article that mentioned this as well. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is going to want to come back in a big way. Obviously, he's been knocked off the pedestal a little bit. The face of the NFL is now Patrick Mahomes. And he's going to want to sort of get his own back. He's kind of, you know, grown the moustache. He's got a bit of attention for that. And I think he's going to want to supplement that with attention on the field as well. Mm. He's going to want to show Mike McCarthy up as a bad coach and sort of make it look like he was the sort of reason why Green Bay weren't very good. Mm. He's back from injury and I think he's just going to be locked in. I think he's going to be throwing touchdowns left, right and centre. I think mm. Green Bay are going to be really good. I don't think they're going to get to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to short, fall a, a hurdle short. Maybe Dan's mouthful been quite not quite as good and kind of a, an odd choice at, at a head coach, which I think we covered earlier on this year. But I do think Aaron Rodgers is still the most talented quarterback in the league. I think he's going to be he's going to be really good this season. I'm going to be lighting up the scoreboard. Fair enough. Uh, next one. This one's a bit of a, a spicy one for you. Michael Gallup outscores Amari Cooper in fantasy points this season. Um, yeah, Mario Cooper. I've got a funny feeling he's just going to be bitten by the niggly, niggly injury bug this season. Uh, Michael Gallup having a good off season uh, as well, and I, th- I say a couple of a couple of passes from Dak Prescott last year, just inches away. If he uh, gets gets his hands on those this season, uh, Michael Gallup could be a steal in fancy draft. So yeah, uh, I've just gone for Michael Gallup. A bit of a Dallas one for you. Gallup to outscore uh, Mario Cooper in fantasy football this season. I was going to say maybe that's a, a kind of hopeful one considering what we're talking about, Mario Cooper's contract situation, who's going to be the off man out in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, again, dovetail off that with uh, you going for a homer pick and I'll sort of finish off my bold prediction with another homer pick. Uh, I think Melvin Ingram's going to lead the NFL in, in sacks this year. I think he's going to, I think he's geared up to have a really good year. I think he's, he's banging his prime. He's a playmaker. And the way that he plays in this defence, the Chargers have got this, uh, this obviously, in Gus Bradley's defense, they've got this uh, position he's called the Leo, which is the designated pass rush. He doesn't have any other responsibilities really, apart from going after the quarterback. Obviously, you've got Joey Bosch on the other side, but he's got a lot more sort of run and edge setting uh, responsibilities than Melvin Ingram does. Melvin Ingram just has to pin his ears back and go after the quarterback every single play. Mm. I think it's going to result in a lot of sacks, a lot of false fumbles, and I think he's going to be what well, then one of the best defenders in the league. And I think you know this has been the case while we've had Melvin Gordon, and, sorry Melvin Ingram, excuse me, <laughs> and Joey Bosa uh, side by side. Um, but I think one thing that's kind of pushing it over the edge is the addition of Jer- Jerry Tillery through the middle. I mm. think we're going to have this kind of interior rush that we've kind of missed, and that's going to lead to clean up sacks and just people pushing uh, the quarterback into the other rushes. And I think Melvin Ingram is going to be the one to benefit from that. Mm. Nice, like it. Okay, NFL ones from me then. Uh, San Francisco 49ers are going to be a top three pick in 2020. If you listen to the podcast... Oh, I can't have this. 
if you listen to <laughs> if you listen to the podcast over the summer, I don't really need to make any more arguments because I've done it all all the way through. Um, I don't think Jimmy G is any good. Um, <clears throat> Debo Samuel uh, and Jalen Hurd and all the, you know all the rest of the guys new blood in there. I just wonder about the, how how well they'll gel. Uh, Dante Pettis said his struggles although it's, it's probably more of a case of Kyle Shanahan trying to light the fire under his belly a little bit obviously George Kittle is going to do George Kittle things as well uh, but the back end of the, <coughs> back end of the defense isn't great yes they've got they're going to have pass rush and uh, you know Nick Bosa and um, who's the guy they signed uh, D Ford wasn't it DeForest Buckner uh, DeForest, yeah, DeForest back now, D Ford. Oh, and D, D Ford, yeah, D Ford, sorry, yeah. that's he meant. Yeah, um, so that, yeah, that from that standpoint, it's going to be fine. But they're in, they're in a tough, tough division. Wins are going to be hard to come by, as it always is uh, in the NFC West. And what what were they a top three pick last year? What, what, season, what record did they have last season? Four and twelve. Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, you can yeah. you can you can buck a, you can put a repeat on that. Uh, oh wow, that's yeah. a big one. Yeah. I think it would be uh, because the other way around. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think they'll get twelve wins. I think they'll get nine or ten. They might get twelve wins over the next. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Kyle Shanahan's got twelve wins as a, a San Francisco coach. No, you did. You did so kind of quizzes on this a few months ago, didn't yeah. you? About what? I think he didn't have like ten or something. I think. I think uh, yeah, I think they're going to go for nine or ten. I think they're going to be knocking on the door of the playoffs. And I think uh, yeah, we've kind of seen the San Francisco 49ers as opposites in this in this season. Hmm. No, not having it, not having it. Uh, and then finally, uh, the, probably the most... I think we said we'd have a wage on it though, didn't we? I can't remember. Uh, we did, yeah. What would you want? I don't know. You, you better <laughs> make these things up. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll think we'll post it on social media. We'll think it's on Yeah, we'll post it on social media. I'm not going to be clucking like a chicken. Um, no, no. <laughs> uh, hashtag in joke. Um, okay, final one. Uh, Green Bay finished bottom of the NFC North. There you go. That's my final one. Um, yeah, it's, it's not so much obviously Green Bay um, going. I think they're going to suck, but I just think that there is a potential there that Detroit improve enough. Detroit didn't do that badly last season, um, and Chicago and Minnesota are just doing what they do could be quite a, quite an, quite a highly contested division to the point to the point where you know seven wins might even be bottom of the division. So uh, I can certainly see that in the range of outcomes for Green Bay. So final uh, bold prediction there. Green Bay finished bottom of the North. Matt Lafleur out the door. And yeah, just everything spiraling out of control there at Lambeau Field. But I think, Lee, that probably wraps us up, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, on that bombshell um, <laughs> yeah. with Green Bay. Where's, where's Clarkson wow. when you need him? I was going to say, yeah, I kind of ripped him off a little bit there inadvertently. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's really, um yeah okay well yeah that pretty much does us for the podcast don't forget to check us out on twitter at full 10 yards lee is at wakefield 90 i am at tim at tim underscore monk f10y head over to our website full 10 yards for the great content from the boys for anything college anything fancy football nfl betting and britball as well i still need to go and do my britball article so i need to go and finish that obviously from the weekend um, yeah, lots of lots of articles coming out, and don't forget if you want to get involved with our NFL 100 Memories um, kind of project we're doing, get in touch with us as well, DM or contact form on the website, and um, yeah, just write a couple of hundred words on your favourite memory of the NFL. I'd love to have um, the people's output there and all you listeners out there. And again, a couple of competitions going your way, t-shirt giveaway, hello uh, at full ten yards, you know, five, one of five Sainsbury's um, NFL shirts there to give away, various sizes, various teams. Go and give that a check. As uh, again. Texas A&M Von Miller jersey, one of the best in the bizzo. Uh, Lee over at, at full 10 yards at CFB. That's been me. I'll be back in a couple of days with Adam as we finally post. We'll try and win you some quiche. 
uh, on Saturday. <laughs> that would be on Saturday our podcast where we look at week one best bets for the you know for the first week of the NFL season. Don't give don't forget to give Adam a, a little look on touchdown tips as well. Loads of in depth previews there for the divisions and all the rest of it. And say the podcast last week before I lose my voice uh, of all our you know, hundred pound cha- <laughs> hundred pound challenge <laughs> and our best bets obviously uh, for the season. But that's going to wrap it up. Uh, so it's goodbye from Lee. Yeah, we'll see you on this one. On the other one, actually. Uh, <laughs> first, rusty. One, first one of the season. Rusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of town. Yeah, uh, we will see you on the other side, people. That's goodbye from me. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Speak to you soon. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.